0: 7654321. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother.
1: Welcome friends to episode 137 of Color of Magic, your magic and gaming podcast, where we talk about all types of issues that affect gamers at and away from their tables and computers. I am your host, Daquan Watson, and for 137 episodes. I am still riding with my main man, my former co-Texan buddy, Brian mm-hmm. Allen. How's it going? Uh, pushing along. <laughs> yeah. yeah, got lots of content and stuff. It's not the uh, nicest time in Texas, unfortunately. It is not. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk we about get that later to, I guess, uh, wrap up the show with. But uh, before we get into things, we have a few things to cover here and some serious topics this week, too. But be sure to pay some love to our sponsors over at Cardsphere.com. Seriously, a great place where you can buy and sell cards on there. Speaking of, I have a literal desk of cards. I will be getting a bunch of stuff listed and sold through them over the next probably two weeks. Uh, we'll talk about that here later in the show as well. And we want to give some love to Mark, who is joining. Just Mark. Just use username Mark. So if you have Mark plus last name, I'm not talking about you. But I'm talking about just Mark, like Prince. Just, just right. <laughs> But yeah, been with us since July 2020, so thank you so much for that. And y'all can be just like Mark by going over to patreon.com slash color magic and supporting the show. And one of our newest patrons, who is Ace Viru, but I like to say Viru because of how it looks. Yeah. They are actually one of our my old long-term moderators from uh, the other side, so. Oh, okay. Awesome, awesome. Thanks for coming on board for the show. And then finally, if you want to get some stuff for yourself, which I just mailed out some tokens that somebody ordered uh, this morning, actually. Well, they ordered them yesterday. I sent them out this morning to uh, color of slash shop where you can get some tokens and some play mats with our likeness and logos. And you can support the show. And we have some new ones that should be going up. I'm hoping they arrive next week. However, I will be at Command Fest Richmond. So if you want to get some first, you can meet me there and I can hand some to you. Otherwise, uh, you'll be able to order some the following week. So they should be in pretty quick. Now, we're going to get into some stuff here with the show cuz boy do we have a few things. This one This is just about maturity, man. Right? We we we've all been, especially when we first started getting on the internet, right? And playing games. A bunch of us were 12, 13, 14, whatever. We had some dumb things we said to people. We had some dumb usernames. But when you're a grown ass person, why are we wasting time on idiotic usernames? Stuff that's offensive, stuff that's concerning, Bigotous. sexist. You know like what are we doing? And then and then I have to admit not just not just those people cuz like Idiots being idiots, whatever. Bad guys are going to do bad guy things. But then, whenever you bring it up, you get other people defending them. Like, well, it's not bothering anybody, or why don't you got to be a big deal? Why do you got to be a rat and tell people blah, blah? Like, what, really? So somebody's on there with, like, creative ways to put slurs in, or talking about going after kids, or... You know, derogatory things about women, creatively hidden in their name, using characters and Z's and I's and whatever. But like, you're okay with that? Why should somebody even have to put up with that? Is my thing.
0: It's just a joke, DeQuan. God,
1: my yeah, it, it might be. I also know some of these people are very serious about it, and where they know they can get away with it, they'll keep doing it. And, and kind of to speak to our society currently, one of the reasons you get more of it is because each instance they see where something didn't get punished, now it's okay for me to do that. Yep. Right? There's some number of people that support me doing this. So then the next person does it. And then the next person now sees two people that have done it and gotten away with it. So now you got three people doing it and so on and so on down the line. So like what, nothing good comes from that. And then even crazier is whenever you see people that are trying to get sponsor deals or get jobs or whatever, and they're using those handles for their usernames and emails. I mean, I've literally had people send me resumes that were like, I bang the hotties 49 at hotmail. Like, what? Like, really? You couldn't even make a, a fake email address to send me this? Like, come on, bruh. Like, really? I, I literally saw one. It. Was, I mean, pardon the language, but this is literally what it was. It was bees ain't S <laughs> at wow. Gmail. Like, Literally, you you really want me to type that in to send you a response in an email.
0: It <laughs> it's almost like no response is necessary <laughs> if that's your email.
1: Oh, for real. I literally. Just, that that's you you get what is it, file thirteen on that one. Yeah. Like I don't even understand why like for, probably
0: the only way they're gonna get it is if they send, keep sending it out and nobody responds back.
1: I mean, could you even like I, I just like, I, you know, uh, you know, I don't know. Like you go to get a deal with some brand and they're like, sure. What games do you play? What are your usernames or whatever? So blah, blah, and I don't know. You got stuff like I scare kids or whatever. Like what? Like really? <laughs> like, come on. Like we And I'm not saying you got to be the most creative person but you can't look around your room and see anything you're into and put something in there.
0: Yeah. You can't sound like a serial killer.
1: Is the thing. Yeah. Like I, it's, it's unreal. And the only thing, and, and I think what worries me, not even the actuality of what the name is or whatever, it's that people like that have so little awareness that they just don't even realize that it could potentially be a problem. Yet, when I look around and I think about all the things I have to think about on a daily basis to try to do professional business with people, for a million things we've talked about on the show in the past, but I have to do all that, and you couldn't even think about just your username or email like, I don't know if that's just a level of privilege or something or a level of stupidity or whatever, but there's something there. Or like, C,
0: all of the above.
1: It could be. It could just be a but little bit of Privilege and stupidity
0: often walk hand in hand. I
1: mean, it, it could be a little column a, a, little column B. I don't know. And C, D, and E. I yeah. Maybe. But it, it's just weird to me. Because, I mean, when you look around... When you look at the world around, you see people doing
0: stupid, racist, sexist things, and you're able to rise to the highest levels of office, not just in our country, but, you know, all over the world.
1: Bruh, we just had, and by the way, this is political, but we just had a bunch of our most right-wing Republican conservative candidates, politicians, at a conference overseas. With one of the known largest white supremacist politicians, that ain't good. You want to say actions have consequences, but so many times they don't. Well, of course not. We have a dude in office who was against wind turbines because they will use all the wind. I'm like, I'm like, bro, have you stood outside, <laughs> like? Dude. We literally have people that don't know how, don't know what air is. Like, I like this is where we are in the world. We had a president who literally was mad on live television at his doctors because they won't try to put UV light in you to kill COVID. They won't ask. They won't even attempt to let people. What was it? Consume cleaner or disinfectant? I think it was. And again, people were defending this. And I'm you like, I'm so that's not what he said. No, we got the tape. We can run it he back right now. He, he looked indignant at his damn
0: right. <laughs> the, the doctors. What about this? There. Has this been tried. I mean,
1: it's, it was a joke, no? And the doctors are looking and him, shaking their head, like, no, we're not going to tell people that. Well, good for them because you know whatever. But oh my god. So yeah, there's a lot of stupidity out there, but y'all, it's 2022. What are we doing, like? Plus you can't sit around and tell me gamers are the most creative and we're some of the smartest and we're some of the most driven and blah blah and then you're putting like I don't know big booty bees or whatever as, as your name. <laughs> like, come on, like bruh. Like and don't me long, I like a big booty too, but I ain't gonna be <laughs> broadcasting it in whatever game I'm playing. Like, that ain't the time or the place. Don't even, get, don't
0: even get me start on people using their uh, whatever game server as a as a way to
1: p- try to pick up uh, dates. Oh, man, we could do a whole. Oh, all right. I'm, I'm going to get in my soapbox. I'm going to be here all day if we go down that. Road. Right. All right. What you got for us, Brian?
0: Yeah, I'm just more and more alarmed by this whole trend of celebrity boxing. I, I thought this was going to be like, you know, Saggy Pants where this this would happen for five or six months and then just like Saggy Pants we're several years into the celebrity boxing trend and if anything it's getting even more popular. You know, yeah. you, if you want to do a celebrity, flag football, celebrity, just to me, Boxing is one of the main sports. It, 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 boxing, MMA, anything combat related, there really should not be a hobby. Brain trauma should not be a way you spend your
1: spare time. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I, I Man, it's tough because I think it's a combination of combat sports just slowly increasing in popularity over the last couple of decades well, that's the thing,
0: though. Actual boxing is, is is going downhill. Who's the world champion right now, for example,
1: Daquan? Oh, it's the crap, the big dude. I know his, I know exactly. Exactly what he looks like. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the big dude. I know. No, his name. no. You, you know, he, he was the one who just, Tyson Fury. There you go. I don't know why I couldn't remember his name. But I'm yeah. going to guess if you stop
0: the average person on the street, even the person that occasionally watches boxing, same thing, they can't do it. Where when we were growing up, who's the headway champion of the world? Muhammad Ali,
1: Mike Tyson. It was
0: instant. Know, <laughs> you but forget the their difference, names. The
1: Differences though. They got away from having quality promoters and making celebrities. That was the biggest thing. That's why boxing suffered, because you know, because you had you know, remember when you had Sugar Ray Leonard and Marvin Hagler and Roberto Duran and all these dudes like they were always promoting. Yeah. Like, I can't even tell you the last time I saw outside of maybe like. When Tyson Fury showed up for for a wrestling thing last year, you
0: well, know. also the the, the the rise of MMA because used to be sure. if you were really good at punching people in the face, your only two options were you know boxing and wrestling. And if you wanted to you know be a legit tough guy and yeah, you didn't want to associate with wrestlers, boxing was the only option. Oh yeah. Now we have MMA. So, you know, there's two different. And at this point, I would say MMA is probably not even probably, I think it's far more popular than boxing. If you go to, you know, your sports news page or boxing, is to the point where it's like, we'll see like MLB, NBA, football, and then other sports. Boxing is on the other sports.
1: Yeah, but page. look at how bad boxers are at social media. Like, you see people from every. I don't even follow soccer heavily. And I know about some of the international soccer people because yeah. they come across my social feeds. But, like, boxers feel like they do nothing. Like, and I'm sure if you're way into boxing, you probably see more of it. But the thing is, you know, the people we've been listening, people that weren't even full time boxing fans knew who those people were. Yeah. Even now, Mike Tyson's got like a podcast that gets a bunch of attention. Right. He's still appearing in like music videos and movies and, you know, like, the current guys don't. And, and honestly, it, I think to your point, that's why it's boxing for these celebrities is picking up because they're bringing in the ability to draw money. And if you get into the ring, you know, like we talked about off off air was like, you know, if I go get into the ring with one of the Paul brothers, I'm probably not making less than five, six million just for getting in there. I don't even have to last more than a round. You know, if I go try to go do boxing now and I'm decent, even at like a middleweight title fight or whatever, hell the winner might make half that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's crazy.
0: The the other thing we talked about is that, you know, the, the calculus is different when you're, you know, twenty one, twenty two, you got no kids. Now I got a wife and kids, like, no, I don't want to get punched in the head and suffer a possible Brain trauma or, you know, just to look to look at some of her favorite boxers growing up and then to see, you know, how they were at the end of their career it was difficult to form complete sentences, difficult to form words, difficult, you know, to just to to walk to the podium like I. To, to me, even that risk, and I'm not, you know, I'm nowhere close to what the Paul brothers are making or you even, you know, what you're making per se, but I still don't want to. I'm not or, even at one-tenth of a, I might be at one-one-hundredth of a Paul brother. <laughs> yeah, and I'm still not ready to sign a check and be like, hey, you can have, you know, a couple of years off of my life or several thousand of my brain cells for five million dollars.
1: Yeah, but you know, imagine being one of these kids, though, right? Like you're coming up, you're you're 25, 26, still single, and you're like, man, how do I get my content over? Yeah, 26, I'd have probably done it. I'd have been, you know, wild. I would have. I mean, I ain't gonna lie, I probably would have taken a shot. If you, if you, if I knew, and again, social media kind of skews this a little bit, but like, if I knew I was on the cusp, and I'm at maybe a couple hundred thousand, and I'm making okay money, but like, I know if I can get into the news cycle for three, four months. Yeah. Going against Logan Paul or something. And, you know, that's going to triple, quadruple my following and my my bank account. And I'm going to make a couple hundred or a couple mil for being in that fight. Shoot. It'd have been hard to tell me not to do it. Also, I think,
0: you know, even if you tell a 23 year old, it's, it's going to be five years off of the end of your life, like, ah, psh, that's fine. You know, I mean, just, I don't want to be 75, 75 year olds Because we, when you, but young people just tend to assume. It'll be 75 or 80 years
1: old. Oh, so man, I know is. people all the time. Like, I, even running my business, I would not have, like, 21-year-old me, you know, yeah, I just can take a shot in the dark. You're indestructible. You don't care. It'll be fine. Like, 40-year-old me is like, no way in hell I would have started the way I did. Like, if somebody came up to me and said, even if they told me ahead of time, you're still going to get another good 16-year run in this business, whatever, I still would say no. Because I know how insane it is. But at 21, yeah, I was all gung-ho. So, yeah, I'm with you. Like, if the younger you are, yeah, like, risk doesn't seem as big. Somewhere around, like, 35-ish, your mortality starts checking in. <laughs> right.
0: It occurs to you, hell, I might not live to be 75. Might not live to be 50. Exactly. Because, you know? <laughs> sadly, I my high school reunion's coming up, and I got a couple of classmates that aren't with us anymore.
1: Hell, I still remember talking to 27, 28-year-old girls that were freaking out about eventually being 30. Right. And I'm like, really? 30 scares you? Like, my my target number is like 80. So, like, you know, and I ain't going to lie. I look at them Walmart greeters that are way older than that, and I'm like, man, I got to be able to live to be 100. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Like, some of these people grew up where medicine was crappy, you know, whatever. Like, hell, Betty White was almost 100. Yeah. Of course, all that
0: assumes you don't get hit by a bus one day. It just, it can just... Anything can happen. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. But, people, you see, sadly, at least once or twice a year, where a plane lands on or near somebody's house. Not calculus you make when you get up every day.
1: <laughs> Dude, but it's happening more than once. I saw, a th- I read a thing, this is years ago, where somebody almost died, because I guess it's not supposed to come dislodge, but I guess the there's some, I don't know, I guess the, the things that release from the bathrooms, I guess the uh, they turn into some type of thing where they solidify, and one of those almost killed somebody.
0: Wow! Yeah, they're like the
1: porta potty things. Yeah.
0: Wow. Well, yeah, because you figure if it falls off a truck, let's say, entirely anything that falls off a truck going fifty-five, sixty miles per hour can kill you.
1: That starts to be what was that movie where uh, Final well, Destination? Yeah, where they're trying to dodge death everywhere with yeah, the most I always, you know, events. I guess I'm somebody,
0: you know, that's kind of just naturally paranoid about some of these things. And then, you know, seeing those movies didn't make it any better. And then, of course, being a police reporter for a few years didn't make it. Because
1: like farmers, I know a thing or two because I've seen a thing or two. Yep. Which, by the way, social media fed me the best thing on Twitter yesterday. So I know this is a way sidetracked. But, like, there was this lady who was in her kitchen. She was, like, preparing dinner or something over the sink. And no joke, like, you could see paranormal stuff happening around her, right? And they were showing a video because they're saying, like, this is one of the few videos where people believe this is completely not doctored and actual paranormal stuff. So it's, like, whatever the thing is in the room, it's just, like, moving stuff on the countertop. And she goes to try to, like, reset it, and then it, like, knocks it over, and then, like, a chair slides across the room or whatever, right? And she's just going over messing with it, trying to replace it and check it out. And I'm like, no, you leave, and the ghost now owns the house. Like, that's how you, you deal with this. That's what you. That's what you say. You can't even just afford to buy another house. <laughs> let's see if I don't try. Like I go.
0: Like I mean, you can try, mm. but like just mm. let's let's and your I'll ball a little, a little, little harder than what I
1: thought. You can't just up you just bought a house. You can't <laughs> just like, mm. And but what's funny is the next video I saw was a lady talking about how she was on her porch and she heard a noise out back or whatever, and she was like. Now, my first instinct was to go out and check on this thing. But then I thought, Black TikTok and Indigenous TikTok have taught me that you don't go chasing those voices. The right. right procedures, you go inside, you lock the door, you're quiet, and you don't make any noise. And I was like, exactly. See, that's how you deal with that. You get away from the noise and you go get safe. That's what you do. Did you, did you hear about what
0: happened to Courtney Cox? No. She apparently had a house, you know, where there was paranormal activity. And she said, you know, when she first bought it, she didn't believe in any of that stuff. She said one day she got a delivery and the delivery guy just started looking really crazy. And he, he finally gets up enough nerve to speak. He says, did you know your house is haunted? She's like, what are you talking about? How would you how would you even know that? And he said, because there's someone standing behind you. Nope. I ain't even turning
1: around. Yeah, and she can afford
0: to buy another house, so she did.
1: <laughs> yep. I ain't even turning around. I'm just walking outside and closing the door behind me. I am not. Mm-mm, no. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> I am done. For real. Ugh. All right, Brian. It's that time of the week. We always like to try to learn stuff every week so we can share fun stuff with the listeners. So. Why don't you tell everybody what it is that you learned this week? Oh, I I got a real
0: good one. Uh, I'm sure if you follow politics at all, you're quite familiar with conservative firebrand Lauren Boebert, who was one of the people hollering at Joe Biden uh, during the State of the Union as if she were at a (laughs) at a I guess the best thing probably that I think at the time I said as if she were at a WWE pay-per-view and lo and behold, I was uh, reading up on uh, some classic wrestling stuff. Turns out there's a, a pretty good chance her father is a professional wrestling legend, Sweet Stan Lane,
1: one half of Jim Cornette's Midnight Express. Man, if I'd have thought about it, I could have queued up some Midnight Express intro music. Right, because <laughs> they did have it
0: credit that They had, like, that really good music. And even better, there apparently is uh, There was a situation where... He took the paternity test. I guess you say you pass a
1: paternity test. You pass by failing. I, I think so. But yeah, <laughs> he, he did. the. He got to do the not the father dance. Yep, not the Baby daddy dance.
0: Then it turns out that there was a case uh, with that particular lab where some lady was taking bribes from people that could afford to pay bribes to switch DNA and, uh, and rig paternity tests, which I didn't know that mess happened in real life. I I apologize to every writer, young and the restless who I've criticized saying that would never actually happen. You know, though, right? Like it, it
1: it's crazy, obviously, and, like, you shouldn't be doing that. But, no, like, absolutely not. If you think about it, though, that was a hell of a place to make a racket. I bet you she made a lot of money. Oh,
0: yes, she did. And then the thing that happened was, you know, it made big news, but by that time, Lauren and her mom had moved somewhere else. They didn't hear about it until many years later. And at that point, you know, the kind of, like, not really even statute of limitations, they said they pursued
1: all the legal options they could, but by
0: that point, they, you know, the oh, yeah, but like, what
1: are you gonna do when the, the kid's 35 or whatever? Now, like, right. you know, like, eh.
0: and plus, he, he refuses to be retested, so unless you're just gonna,
1: yeah, that's wild, man. That That's a good
0: one, yeah. I, I was like, when I first saw it, I think I, I think I initially saw it on Wikipedia, like, okay, you know, Wikipedia, you gotta check. Then I started seeing on actual. More reputable dudes. I was like, oh my God, this really is And then, of course, somebody did a whole story about the lady rigging test. So, yeah, young and the restless and all that. So, apparently, that's a legitimate thing that can happen. It's Sheila Carter out yeah. there, y'all.
1: No, lie. I bet you, And uh, man, that's crazy. I bet you that lady made so much money. Right. And there are so many people probably that just some kind of way didn't even
0: hear about it.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, well, because who knows? She could have been doing this from day one. Right. I mean, she might be doing that for 20, 25 years before she got busted. Exactly. Wow, that's that's a wild one. Well, mine's a little more mundane, but I was thinking about this, about some different burger joints I've been to and different food. Because, you know, I have the review channel, and I try different stuff over there. Which, speaking of, recently had some uh, Beyond Meat beef jerky, which was fantastic if you want to check that out. And I got some uh, pulp chips from a company that basically – takes the uh, like when they juice stuff and you'd obviously get the juice out, but you still have everything else left. They found a way to turn that into chips that are actually very tasty. So, yeah, everyone check that out. Power Dragon reviews. But in doing so, I started thinking about different fast food and burgers and everything else. And had the realization of we already know everybody's going to like the burger they grew up with regionally or whatever. Right. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. But I don't care where you're from
0: in and out fries ain't it. Yeah, and i mean, I guess, in the minority that actually loves them. So just Oh, I mean, man. Like, because I posted
1: it. that on Twitter, and I thought there were some people that were for real going to come for me. It might have been, like, 200 to three. Like, everybody was just like, yeah. Like, the only people that defended it were like, well, you got to get them well done, and you got to get animal fries. I'm like, nope. If you got to do all that and you can't just put it on the menu, your fries ain't good enough. Well, I, you got to keep in mind, like I think they're using actual potatoes. <laughs> do but all, a lot of do, all like but, see, but that's my <laughs> problem. Like if I can see you cut the potatoes, I can see you drop the potatoes. And when they get out to me, they're like oddly cardboardish. Something's wrong with your process. Because every other place I know that uses real potatoes don't taste like that. Our, and I don't know why. Did, did, who else do you know that
0: actually uses real potatoes? I guess we should probably go to that list. Oh, there's a bunch of, like, local spots
1: to do. Actually, Five Guys also uses real okay. potatoes as well. I've not had Five
0: Guys. Like, got, and,
1: see, Five Guys, if you go there, you got to get the – well, all theirs are good. The regular ones and their Cajun ones are both really good, honestly. Like, I mean, Because like, if you think about it. Uh, five, or not five guys,
0: but In-N-Out, is like that, that's like an actual restaurant. If you go to an actual re- sit-down restaurant where they cook your food, yeah, there's some things you want to get, then there's some things maybe you don't have, as far as you specifically really like that dish. So that, to me, is a point. But, bro, they make favorite. three
1: things in In-N-Out. <laughs> like, you get a hamburger, you get fries, and you get shakes. There ain't even anything else on the menu. Like, you don't have an excuse for your fries not to just be kicking. Like, for real. And I mean, I love them, so I, I can't speak to any, you know... Like, wit- them fries are... should smack since you only got three items on that menu. Because I tell people, like, don't be wrong, every burger place has its flaws and its, its successes, right? We know that. Because I tell people, like, I'll go ham at Whataburger, but I know if I hit that at the wrong time, I'm waiting 20 minutes in the drive through. Like, yeah. I mean, like, that's just the way it is. That's the gamble you take when you go to Whataburger. Like, you know... <laughs> Like so, you might, I mean
0: sometimes, you know, it's just
1: you might really want one of them honey butter chicken big yeah. sandwiches because they're they're great, but I don't know if I want to risk being you know half an hour in the drive-thru.
0: Sometimes <laughs> you're in the
1: minority, and this for me is just one of those times. i but yeah, I, I think I was just really surprised though, like how much people thought that was a sentiment. You know, like because I thought really like I was like, have eh, people who love it and out of probably come defend it or whatever. There were people even said, "Man, I love In and Out, but I can't defend their fries or whatever." And I was like, "Wow!" Like, mm-hmm. so then I was like, "How do you like?" Obviously, enough people have to like them, right? Because they're yeah, exactly. they're expanding the chain. They like ain't somebody, business, so. yeah, some people like the fries, but I'm like, but how can so many people even like it? Still be like, yeah, but the fries ain't great or whatever. I am just like, wow. That, well, again, that's there are we're people expected. you know
0: that are like me, but they just might not be. The, maybe they don't follow you on Twitter. Oh, yeah, that's very possible. That's real possible. as you said, the fact that there's an in and getting to be in and out on every corner means somebody must think the fries are okay.
1: Exactly. I, that's why I was I was so stunned. I was like, this feels like it's just a known thing for some reason. And that's for example,
0: so and, and this is another thing we've reviewed on Allen's Ever After. But to me, uh, my Reddit gag is that Arby's must be a front for some kind of drug operation because I don't know anybody that eats there. I don't eat there often, but I don't mind it when I go. Every time I've worked someplace place where there's multiple people, we go like, "Hey, somebody do a lunch run. What do you want?" Not one person says Arby's ever. Yet again, they're they've been around for decades. So somebody somewhere yeah, must which love is it. which is
1: weird to me because I have to admit I feel like Arby's is underrated. Like, because I don't go there often, and it's not top of mind, and I don't know why. Though I will say their last campaign with like we have the meat or whatever. It was actually pretty good. That was kind yeah, of catchy. Pretty fun. But outside of that, I don't remember even thinking about an Arby's ad or anything. And I was like, they're just never top of mind. But like, if there's one nearby wherever I'm at, I'm like, oh, I'll pull up to an Arby's is cool. And like, it's fine. Now their fries and stuff at Arby's are really good. Some of the sandwiches. mm-hmm hmm you know like, <laughs> they had the
0: brilliant idea to put sugar and horseradish in mayonnaise that really helped them go. that's true <laughs> the, the horsey sauce or whatever
1: yeah and the rb <laughs> sauce is pretty pretty banging too i ain't gonna lie like their sauces well, are good. I
0: heard the ingredients for horsey sauce i'm like literally nobody had thought of that before i think it was 1955 1960s i think it was, think it was
1: the 60s yeah so I mean they they do get some stuff right, but I don't I don't know I'm with you I, I've never had to wait at Arby's because <laughs> I don't think I've ever been behind more than one person. Well, the last time we so, went, there's my four cars. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, we were I shocked. I don't know. I I don't get it because I don't hate Arby's. I'm I'm one of those people that like it's fine when I go. I don't. I'm not going to put it top tier, but. I don't put it in, in the F tier like everybody does, you know.
0: They, they it's- took my favorite item. My favorite thing used to be the barbecue sandwich. Because I'll admit that's one of my things is I'll eat. I probably eat shoelaces provided you put barbecue sauce on them.
1: Dude, I'm the same way. I put barbecue sauce on a lot of stuff. Barbecue and ranch, those two things, I put on way too much stuff.
0: My order was, you know, the RBQ, a root beer, and an apple turnover. And I think they took the apple turnovers away, too. So I just, That sounds maybe, good as
1: hell, though. I ain't gonna lie. Like, I would eat all of that. Maybe <laughs> I'm just eating
0: a lot of things where I am the only one or one of the few people eating those things. Is possible.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'd love for people to hop on on Twitter or Discord and let us know, like, how you feel about Arby's. Because I'm curious. Because some people are just like, ah, it's the worst. and But blah, blah. I'm like, really? The worst? I I never thought it was the worst, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. In and out fry I, at some point, I guess I'll have to do a ranking of fries just to like get everybody out of the Woodbrook so I can get all the opinions. But yeah, I, it was just one of those things I randomly thought about. Like those are some of the fries I enjoy the least, but it turns out definitely a lot of people say
0: McDonald's is, is the, the top tier and I feel like there's cracking them.
1: Yeah, it's tough. Like McDonald's, I feel like it's it's either really good or really like aggressively medium. Yeah. Like, I and it, and it, depends, it could be the, you know, like on how it's cooked. And I guess you could say that to almost every. Yeah, thing. like but it could be like rice. at the same store. The McDonald's fries could be amazing on one visit and you just go like two days later and it's just like, oh, these are just all right. You know what I mean? I, I don't know what the consist. Again, I think it's a process thing. Like Because you're using the same ingredients. So it's it's something in the middle of just like either how long they're stored or how hot the grease was or something. There's something in the middle that that changes it. But I would say, I think universally people have been to Five Guys. I think people would say, like, Five Guys fries are pretty consistent. If you like them or don't, they're going to be the exactly same pretty much everyone you go to. I don't know, again, process. I don't know what it is they do, but there you go. Uh, Anyway, let's get to some topics. So, Brian, there's one thing I wanted to ask you, because okay. this was kind of an interesting thing that started a ton of engagement on my Twitter feed uh, two days ago. Was I was jokingly talking to somebody and I, I really wasn't even expecting this to be a thing. I thought one or two people would just tell me I'm silly or whatever. But. About how you organize your collection. Right. Because I was like, I've here all the, like I literally know a guy who I believe he broke it down by. Color then by card type, then by casting cost, then alphabetically. Okay. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, and when I needed a card, he's like, oh, yeah, it's in the black box under this and this. And th-. and I'm like, who does this? This is way too much time.
0: I, right? mean, it's, I guess it's however your mind works, because that's, you know. Like, yeah, because for so- me,
1: it's about efficiency. I literally go like a new set comes in. I can just alphabetize it. I can put a tab in, put the new set in. I'm done. I don't have to touch it again. Oh, stuff so gonna... to, see, I don't have
0: any tabs. So, yeah, I would be lost if I tried to remember which car came out of which set. Once you get three or four sets down there. Ne- tabs never even occurred to me. But
1: you would have to tab something, right? Whether why it's I, alphabet t- or color yeah. or whatever. So, you know where it is in the box. But uh, for stuff <laughs> blues at I... the back of the box because I never play it.
0: <laughs> See, there you go. Right. I literally no, now, only play usually white and now on Arena, I'll be experimental because you know I don't have to sure. necessarily pay actual money for these cards. The things I pay money for, I play white decks and I play green decks. So it's pretty easy for me.
1: <laughs> now I will say this. This organization I got full respect for. Right? If you're just if you're embracing the chaos and you just leave your stuff, kind of like sometimes you leave your room a little messed up, but you know where everything yeah. is in the room. I'm cool with that. Nothing against that at all. And even for myself, I do keep like what I call the playables stuff. I'm going to put in and out of decks a lot or stuff that goes in commander decks or whatever. That's got its own box. And those are just straight alphabet. Because if I just need something that starts with B, I can just go in the box and pull it right. Stuff that I have set aside for card sphere, because it's only really like two boxes worth. Those are just straight alphabet. But long term storage stuff by set seems to make the most sense for me. But it was really amazing to see how many people had so many different processes, and they were adamant that that was the best way. And I was like, "Wow, people are not just like different, but they are like, no, this is the best way." Like, and and what's funny is every one of us is like, "But how do you find this card when you need it?" Or <laughs> whatever you know what I mean? Like, it and it was interesting just to see that like everybody's collection is organized around. Well, one, some of their use, but also their personalities and how they think, you know, because it makes more sense. for. But like some people were explaining like one person had theirs broken down like six ways or something. And in my head, I'm just like, that just seems like so much work to put away. I would never do that. Right. I want to touch my cards if I have for long term storage, just like touch them once and then they just go in unless I just really need something later. Right. I don't want to like separate them by color and then separate them by Card type, and then whatever, and then after again, all that, you go you through an You're going to touch your cards a lot
0: more than, for example, I am. Like, oh, for sure, I have, I've got three colors that I, and and really for the most part, I try to play mono. So there's a bunch of my cards that once they go in the box, they're never going to get touched again. So it's not that hard for me to find the things
1: I'm looking for. Yeah, I just, I just thought it was so amazing. They're like so many different ways people organize stuff, and. Everyone's logic was different. I'm gonna say I guess
0: that means 70% of my cards, once they go into the box, I'll never touch them again.
1: Well, see, and that's that's the funny thing. I think for my mentality, that's also why I don't want to do one of those like extensively broken down setups or whatever, because I'm putting a lot of time into touching the cards over and over and sorting them into these smaller groups and smaller groups or whatever when I know I'm not gonna touch 90% of those cards. Like if I crack a box of cards. I know I'm only going to use, at best, maybe 15% of those cards in that box. You know what I mean? The rest are just going to be junk commons and uncommons or whatever. Maybe some bulk rares or that I'm never going to need. They're just going to sit alphabetized in a box. So I don't want to waste any extra time on them than I need to. But, yeah, it, it was really interesting. Because I literally had people, and it was funny because some of people's responses were like, "Well, just, but if I need this, how would I know where it is in the box? And I'm just like, because I know what set it's in. I just go get it. <laughs> like, See, yeah, you were, but you know, in their head, they're like, But I know I need it for this commander, so I just want to go to this color and go grab it or whatever. And it's like, So it's it's really interesting.
0: Like, there's no way, probably three sets from now, I'm going to remember what card or what set a certain card came out of. I guess, except for maybe stuff like, Well, I guess the, the, the last several sets, you probably could obviously Eldrain if it's a fairy tale thing, it comes from Eldrain. I guess if it's a, a, a gangster. So I guess maybe you would. The the, the last several sets have been exceptionally thematic, so you probably would.
1: But I think it's even beyond that, right? I think it becomes down to also how you deck build. Because if you are somebody that just sifts through cards and looks for things or whatever, then having them sorted by color, however you have them broken down within that color, like, makes more sense, right? Because... You're like, okay, I'm going to build this commander that sees two colors or whatever. So you just go to those colors and you sift through, find what you want to play, get enough of in a pile or whatever, and build your deck. I'm one of those people that I just do all my deck building through apps and websites. So I'll go to like, I don't know, Scryfall oh, as an example and just put in, okay, I want to see all of the creatures of like these casting costs or in this range, you know, of these colors or whatever that are commander legal. And then I'll kind of make some notes, build my deck from that or whatever. Then I'll go dig them out of my box. So even on there, they even tell you what's set and blah, blah, whatever. So I don't have to do a lot of fishing, right? So even that I think plays into how people's collections are sorted. Which is something I didn't think a lot about. Like it makes logical sense when you talk about it, but it wasn't one of those things I really gave any consideration to. I just went like, "Hmm, this seems efficient. I'm going to do this because it makes sense. But then when you listen to people talk about how each of them approaches all the different elements of magic, or even some of them had a different breakdown because each of the different types of cards, because, you know, in a set booster, you get all these, like, full art, borderless, blah, blah, whatever, stuff from the list or whatever. Those are all broken down differently in their collection. And I'm like, okay, well, that kind of makes sense, too, depending on how you use your collection or how you plan to sell it or whatever. So, yeah, I just thought it was a really interesting thing to hear you know, it's one of those things that doesn't get a lot of attention we talk about from especially as card gamers because we have to store a lot of stuff. But yeah, just so many ways you could do it based on people's usage. So I thought that was pretty neat. Brian, have you ever bought collections in the past? I have. What is what is your like target number? Like if you go to buy something, I don't know, let's say for a hundred bucks. What do you how much value are you hoping to get for your 100 bucks?
0: Oh god. Uh, I mean 100 for for most games 100 bucks is probably just a deck, right?
1: Sadly. It could be depending on the game, right? Yeah, for sure.
0: I, I can't think of very many games that are, you know, that have any kind of competitive format where they were a, a good deck doesn't cost you at least 100, at least that I've played. I guess MLB Showdown would be one of the big but, but, And again that really almost had no competitive format so that's probably a terrible example.
1: Man, that's one of the ones I would love to see come back. Yeah. And I'm not even a huge baseball fan, but like that game felt so close to like being a thing. Like a, it's one of the few games cuz believe me, I'm like you. I mean, I can go back and name all kinds of bad games I've tested or played or like Doom Trooper you know, some some just really junky stuff. But that one's one I look back on and just go like, man, it was almost there. It was right on the edge, I think, of being a breakout. And and I mean that it because like that game, it had enough, it like it captured the essence of baseball almost almost correctly. It was like a hair off. And it was almost good enough for the actual gamer gamer. Well, I think I think part of the thing is
0: Stratomatic exists, and it had existed for I guess probably thirty or forty years before. And it just I think there weren't enough people. You know, you, 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 the majority of your core gaming group, I think, that wants a card game that represents baseball was already playing Stratomatic. And exactly. Uh, as Stratomag's excellent, there's really no reason. And I say that somebody that loves showdown, but it's not like there's some huge flaw in Stratomatic where you're going to go, I need another baseball
1: game to play. They're just, they're well, yeah, and that's what I was saying. Like, it had to hit both things exactly dead on to overcome that. And it was just a little bit off on both. I'm not sure even if it did
0: everything perfectly, it would Because just when somebody else says that their lead is bigger than what Magic has. Stratomatic came out in the 1950s or 60s or something like that. I think
1: it could have, but it's one of the reasons I think if it comes back now, it'd be better because card games are a bigger part of the culture than they were back then. Immensely more. And And I think now you would
0: have to answer, like, why wouldn't you just do it digitally? That's what every game has to ask. is like, is there a need to, to even print paper? <laughs> is, is Every game right now must ask itself that.
1: Well, I would say that there's about to be a lot of people that are going to want some sports cards because a lot of those licenses are going away. But my understanding, and here's some, well, I guess <laughs> to be funny as a pun, some inside baseball, but <laughs> I'm pretty certain that Panini is wanting to push harder on... a. What is it? Not NFL 10, but their their NFL game. NFL 5, I think it is. Yes, NFL 5.
0: That's a prime example. Between the two of us, we probably know two, 300 football fans. I don't think I know 10 people that play that game.
1: Well, it's still getting off the ground because of some stuff that happened with COVID. But the reason I think you're going to see them push it is it's technically a way that they can actually still sell sports cards because Uh. they're selling it as a game. Okay, And it's not technically a collectible sports card. And I think that's why you're going to see that license still take off and because they're going to be one of the few that you'll still going to be able to pick up because whatever the new company is, they're moving a lot of stuff to digital prints and NFTs and whatever.
0: Well, I guess then I have a the, the question that's, you know, this is going back to the Brian asked the Quan question there. Have you – because because five's been out for what, like two, three years now, I want to say?
1: Yeah, I think this, we're in middle of
0: year two, I think. Have you ever seen a game be out for three years before it takes off? Um, To me, all the ones I get think of that I played either they popped off immediately I mean, or they kind of just –
1: I would say in some ways, there's some that got a little flare and then fell off and then kind of recouped. Like there's been a couple of the DBZ versions that have done that. Uh, L5R did that early on where it was kind of just behind Magic and Pokemon or whatever, and then like slowly built a base and then like rode that for like the next seven years. So it's rare, though. It's rare. I mean, when you're talking about, you know, if we lined up a 100 games that have had that kind of start realistically i would say five to seven of them actually made it. it it's a pretty small percentage for sure now obviously the nfl
0: license is a thing or you feel like that would give it hopefully legs and lot of these other card games but then i say that now and i think of all the football fans i know and as i said i don't physically know 10 people that play this game
1: oh yeah the other problem too though is panini's still trying to like their money's been behind hey, let's make everything we can off of these last couple of years of actual cards, you know, is the other problem. Because they know that's going away soon. And that that's a little bit of a concern for them.
0: And and uh, they've kind of had some bad, like they had the DC game that crashed hard. Yeah, so I yeah. think at this point, yeah. there's some... That was real bad. That They are just a hard company to trust, for me anyway. I see their I'll name on a, on a card game. I, I really can, especially, you know... As as pandemic has gone on and money has gotten tighter,
1: it's yeah hard I think for me the I spend money a lot of cards. It's just kind of where you are in where where what the threshold's going to be for hobby or ancillary things that you don't need. You know, I guess we'll see what happens after this whole Russia ordeal is done, and you know, oil frees up or whatever it is, that's going to be going on. But beyond that, like, there's a lot of people that are just going to be crunched. You know, I don't, about, I don't know how much it's going to be for people. I got to
0: say, I want a football card game. When uh, when Madden Ultimate Team was first announced, I thought it was going to be an actual card game, as opposed to oh, I have this card, I have this player, but we're still basically just playing Madden. Oh, the NFL Showdown was a mess. Did you ever play that? Yeah, because you had to have the little that little reader.
1: Thing.
0: Yeah, the, that was a disaster and a half. Yeah, I yeah. like they
1: they've simplified that in NFL Five. Yeah. Like it, it plays much more smoothly as far as guessing. And there's a much better visual for it too. But anyway, maybe we'll cover that at some point. We can talk about other random games people don't know about because, man, there's a bunch. Yeah. But yeah. So the reason I was asking you about the collection is because I think a lot of people don't really know what they want to get out of collections or even how to buy them or whatever. And I'm hoping to get a video out late next week, uh, which will probably go live while I'm in the air going to. Uh, Command Fast Richmond, but I bought a collection, I guess as the time of people are listening to this will have been two days ago, three days ago, because I actually had it on, on Monday and I'm, I'm not going to reveal what I paid for it yet. I'm going to make that part of the content, but I will tell you this collection, when I picked it up, there was a binder, there was a four row box. There was a box that I'm still looking at here that had the top ripped off that I guess formerly held some type of home theater system. And there were just loose cards in the bottom of there with a grocery bag with a bunch of white cards sitting on top of it. And then there were five other grocery bags <laughs> that all had loose cards in them. And that was the collection I bought. Wow. And honestly, as far as a multiple of what I spent was easily the biggest biggest return I got on my collection buying. And somehow, cards that were in these grocery bags had minimal most of them had no damage. That's crazy. Yeah, it was the wildest thing. I have it all on like if you want to go watch it, I have it on on my uh, twitch feed. you can see my last two streams where I, where I did these, but it was, it was nuts. And literally, dude, I'm not even exaggerating. Like, I was assuming each of those bags was probably going to produce like $50 to $75 worth of cards, maybe. We got done with the first bag, and there was over a K worth of cards. Easy. Wow. And everything was just like constant. Like, we, we did almost eight hours of stream between the two videos. And I don't think there was a stretch of more than like five minutes where there weren't at least like $100 worth of cards out of each one of these things, just constant. Boom, 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 boom. The whole time it was hot. It was really cool. So yeah, I'm gonna do, we're working, I'm working with an editor cause it's a lot of footage to uh, get that edited down, do a cool video. And then I actually wanna do a video to educate people on things you can look for to buy collections and you know what'll help you make money or not or whatever. Because I think a lot of people want to buy stuff but they don't know, like, I don't wanna end up making a bad deal, I don't wanna lose money. And you know we're in this kind of like like we were just talking about this this tough time for a lot of people financially. If you can make a few bucks here or there, you know if we can help somebody out. But yeah, there's a lot of tips for it that I want to share with people. But I I just thought that was crazy this week, man. I was one of the best buys, like I said. Now don't get me wrong, I have bought more expensive collections, but I may have made like forty percent, seventy percent, you know, whatever. Right? Normal normal things that happen in the case of buying collections for a business or whatever. But this was probably in the ballpark of seven to eight X my money, which is just unreal, unreal. But yeah, well we'll enough. I will tell you this. It was enough that I'm contacting the person so I can get their Venmo and send them some extra money. Wow. That's (laughs) uh, cool of you to
0: do. And then
1: (laughs) on top of that, I'm already prepared that I'm going to have to share actual screenshots because people are not going to believe what I paid for it. Like, like it's an amount that people will one hundred percent believe I'm making up the story. like that that's how much we got out of that collection. So many people would not do that. oh, I know, but here here's the thing, right? ok, first, let me tell you the bad side of doing that. and and I may have told you this story before. I don't know if I've told it on air, but I once had a lady come in, she was selling her son's collection, because I don't remember, he was either overseas, I don't know, it was military or moved or whatever, but anyway, you know, typical stuff, person's out of the house, they want to sell their stuff, whatever. So she comes in and says she wants 200 bucks. And I'm like, all right, cool, I take a couple minutes, go through it, whatever. I go back over to her, I'm like, ma'am, look, I would love to pay you $200 for these, but I'm not realistically going to be able to sleep at night unless I give you 500 bucks. Right. And she looks at me for a second and she's like, well, let me think about it. I'm like, you came in asking for two hundred dollars. I'm offering you more than double what you came before. All right. Whatever. Right. So I'm doing my stuff. She's kind of like milling about the store. just And you can see her just like, I don't know, doing the 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 dude from the hangover with all the equations or whatever. I don't know what she's trying to figure out, but like she comes back up to the counter after about maybe not that long, maybe 10 or 15 minutes. And I was like, okay, cool. Did you make your decision? And she's like, Yeah. I was wondering if you would go to hundred." And I literally just gave her like the blinky Pikachu face. Cause I was like, wait, what? And then the best part was I had my like employees and a couple of customers looking at me because they they saw that I offered her more. And now they're waiting to see my reaction to her come back asking for money. I'm like, okay, I gotta be cool. <laughs> right but I literally had the conversation of just like, ma'am, look like you came in asking for 200. I'm already giving you 500. I think I'm being more than fair and reasonable. You know, I, I can't do 600 or whatever. And then she still stood there for a bit longer and had like the longest sigh in the history of humankind. And I'm just like, uh, I guess I'll take 500. Then I'm like, yo, like what? Like I should have just given you 200 and let you leave. Right. But what's funny is, I saw her again maybe two or three years later and she came in with a friend and her friend, you know, similar situation, had somebody they needed to sell cards for or whatever and she brought it back to my store because she knew I wasn't going to lowball her. And, you know, I was like, all right, cool. And I do the same thing with people in this case, right? So, and no, don't get me wrong. I'm still not going to be paying anywhere close to what I would normally pay for these. But even if I give this person another like few hundred dollars, They're going to be ecstatic and I'm still going to be making a pile of money. But when I do that type of stuff, I go back to the person and say like, hey, I'm going to give you a little extra because there was way more here than we thought and blah, blah, blah. But hey, if you ever come across any other cards or anybody wants to sell stuff, feel free to keep my information and send them my way or whatever. And that, it doesn't happen a lot, but once or twice a year, I'll get a message of the person saying like, hey, you know, I don't know. I just went through a storage unit or, you know, one guy, he works with some company that I guess cleans up apartments when people move out or something. And occasionally he finds stuff, you know, maybe like once a year he hits me up or whatever. So establishing those relationships have, do have long-term payoffs. So I could be greedy and just keep an extra like 400 bucks or whatever, but like there's a potential, like that's a marketing expense effectively, right? It's advertising that could potentially come back for more. So, but yeah, it's going to be a crazy one. It's going to be a fun video to do. Have you heard about the new Marvel Snap? I have. Yeah, it's kind of a crazy looking thing. It looks like it's a pretty sweet mobile app that I feel like we haven't had. it. I haven't played a good Marvel game in a minute on mobile. I, I think um, the last thing that, I played was like one of the Marvel Match 3 games or something.
0: Yeah, I had Puzzle Quest, I think, it was the last one I played.
1: Yeah, so... I'm going to admit, like I saw first, I was like, OK, cool. They have this trailer out and I'm like, oh, this looks hot. Like, whatever. like this is interesting, has a lot of the cool characters. Some of the lesser known characters make appearances. I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. And then they showed no gameplay. It was literally like a two minute trailer <laughs> that was just like the most awesome looking animated thing. And then told me nothing about the game. So I was like, ah, the game's probably going to suck or whatever. But apparently this past week, they opened it up to beta. And I know Yeoman 5, and there's another Magic Creator that have been in the beta, so I've been following them talk about it. But apparently it sounds pretty sweet. I guess it's designed to where you take, like, it's like a fast game. It's only like six or seven total turns. It's got some level of randomness to it, card-wise or something. Like, it sounds like there's actually some pretty deep strategy for a meta. So, apparently they're getting some stuff right, because there's a lot of excitement over here in the early going. Okay.
0: That, that that's one of those, um, I it, mean, it's Marvel property. You feel like they should be, especially now that, that they're that the part of the Disney part, you feel like they should have a game out in pretty much every genre. And I guess, honestly, card games probably are, the, the mobile card games are the only thing where they didn't have something. I know there's plenty of RPGs, fighters, <laughs> numerous uh, action-adventure type games.
1: I guess it's just, uh, they're getting there. I think the other thing that held me off, though, initially from even like talking it up when I saw the preview was that I hate I hate previews that show me no gameplay. Yeah,
0: I'm with you there.
1: Because you can make any game look like we can if you have good animators, you can make anything look great. But then the game, hell, we've probably all seen them damn ads that run on YouTube or whatever. And then people go download the game and it's nothing like the ads. Right. So that I was like, OK, let me wait till to see some gameplay. And then the other two companies that are involved on it, I think it's Nuverse, N-U-V-E-R-S-E, and another company called Second Dinner that like, I don't know anything off the top of my head that either of them have done. So I was just like, OK, new companies don't mean they're bad. It just means I don't I don't have a I track so, right I mean, right? I've
0: heard because I, I remember reading a couple of articles and they're saying, well, it's Nuverse, it must be
1: a mobile game. So apparently they're reasonably well known in the mobile community. Well, that's a good thing then, because at least they know what's going on in that marketplace and what people play or not play. But yeah, I I just think it's kind of neat that at least early going, I mean, that's all we kind of have to report on right now is that people seem to be liking what's going on early on. The only thing I saw so far in the beta that somebody's complained about is I guess there's some situation that you can end up in a draw. I guess, I don't know, I guess there's a time limit or something to the number of turns or whatever. But there is a winner determined at the end. But I guess some people aren't clear on what the tiebreaker is. So the, I, you know, I guess that's something they'll have to make more ob- obvious. I guess once they're out of beta or whatever. But yeah, tomorrow, needs to
0: be something cool. You know, like something yeah. I don't know amount of infinity stones some or cosmic of.
1: cube or something. The hand of Galactus comes down and awards right. the winner or something. Like I don't know. But that's, that's literally the only complaint I've seen so far. So if that's it, like, that's a good sign. So And this is from people that play multiple games, you know, so they've, they've got a little bit of a history. But let's talk about something else that's kind of interesting here. And I'm going to let you lead on this one, Brian, since this is kind of a story you dug up on DraftKings. Yeah, uh,
0: DraftKings, you know, for those of you that aren't familiar with it, well, they, they do, you know, daily fantasy sports type stuff. And they also actually will let you place bets on pro wrestling. Yeah, that's all. It can be a whole other <laughs> discussion of how much money you want to place on anything where the outcome is essentially predetermined. But I see people also bet on Survivor and things like that, too. So go figure. But they had a... Recently, they had a debate about, like, basically, like, you know, who are the most uh, popular wrestlers of all time. And I think they picked five. And of course, you know, first, even though I hate him as a human being, he had, he had many people now do. First name popped in my head is Hulk
1: Hogan. Yeah, he's got to be one of the. the... No matter what list you make, he has to be a top five.
0: Right. Literally, he wrestling is on TV now and popular enough for people to place bet bets on the 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 the, the scripted outcome that uh, Hogan's part of the reason we're even here. If he doesn't exist, I don't know if wrestling is even still on TV anymore. Because it was, you know, there are up periods and down periods. And also what DraftKings did was apparently when they did the poll you could vote for online, he was mentioned. But then during the pay-per-view, when they read the names off out loud, they just didn't mention him. It's like, whatever you're going to do, I feel like, okay, make a decision. If you're going to take him out because of, you know, his racist rant. Or you know, just being a terrible person, you're cheating on his <laughs> cheating on his spouse with his best friend's spouse, or any of those. Yeah, that was that little, was a little that was for real messed up. Yeah, there we, we won't even go off on it, all the reasons to hate. That's before we talked about him holding down people inside the wrestling industry. There's no less than probably thirty or forty reasons to hate Hulk Hogan. But to me, just, just pick if you're not going to include him. Don't include him. But if you if you've let especially if people online have taken the time out of their schedule to go vote in your poll, at least acknowledge you know like Roman,
1: acknowledge them. Yep. <laughs> Man, I don't even know. Like if I, uh, I was I was just thinking because you said like the greatest. I'm like if I had to make a Mount Rushmore of wrestling, I don't even know who I put in it. I think yeah. I think. Whether they like him or not, and I don't, you got to have Hogan. Yeah, I'm like, oh, but it's like, do do you put like a, a Bret Hart? I don't do you Hogan have to coin Mal flip. Rushmore. Do you have to coin flip between like Rock and Austin, or do you get to put them both on there? That's right? an, an Because our there's an argument to- that you could say like Austin was like had a higher, even though his period was shorter, he had a higher peak at, at his peak, you know, but. The Rock has also brought a lot of notoriety. He became the biggest post wrestling star in the history of Earth. So, right, like, eh, <laughs> like, or you know, credit to but honestly, maybe That's even the I mean, Cena from like I mean, the, the mid nineties. Flair,
0: just because Flair, I think, is the greatest in ring wrestler of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, but like, did we, do we have not room for
1: the Undertaker? <sighs> You see what I'm saying? Like I don't know yeah, what I put there. I could name probably like ten dudes, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. It's it's crazy.
0: I feel like you, you, the, the streak makes you want to put him up there, but then I guess you also.
1: And I, then we it, haven't even talked about women's wrestlers, right? Are we going to go all the way back and put like Mula up there? Is is it like a Trish Stratus to be like the woman that was there to kind of start turning things around to be an actual wrestler? Wrestlers like I. I, I don't almost know, feel man. like you have
0: to have you know because you. I think, almost need, I think you I think y'all almost need a separate one for women so really nobody gets slighted.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, right? They I don't I think man, I don't know who I would have voted for in that. Like that's a hard one to just say like the greatest. I think I think that's uh, unfortunately to me I think- I, the greatest in
0: ring performer I think has got to be Flair. The the best, you know, in terms of popularity, has got to be Hogan cuz again, he's I think even Rich Slair would, would admit maybe. to you how much money he made off of. Because who's more but, popular? But you know,
1: but but he's, here's the thing: as much as people don't like him, like the, as these stories come out, you hear more and more about like people saying like, "Oh, well, Cena helped me understand this," or Cena, the, or like. And if we talk about popularity, literally, the dude has whatever. He's lapped everyone as a whole for the number of appearances for Make a Wish Foundation. He's requested that much. Which is bananas when you think about it. Yeah. But then <laughs> that's, you know, that, that – that, that, I, don't, I don't
0: want everybody to say, like, Brian hates to make a wish, kids. That's not what I'm saying. But in terms of the fact that – in terms of ranking pro wrestlers, the fact that he never worked heel, well, except for, like, really at the beginning, that, yeah, think, yeah. that
1: hurts Maybe. But I'm just saying, when you're talking about popularity, I mean, he – because Hell, for example Hogan, when he came back, he he Hogan came back for like two months and like instant number one seller in merch. You Hogan know, like, revolutionized the wrestling business twice.
0: Fair. Both both of his characters are the best character that has ever been done of that prototype. He is he is one man who is both the biggest face and the best heel
1: in pro wrestling history. Ooh. See, I I give you the biggest face. I don't. I'd have to really think about the best heel.
0: What was a more surprising moment than Hogan dropping the leg on Macho Man, starting the New World Order?
1: WCW hey, honestly, goes out. of Here's what's weird. In my and I don't know if this was ever, but like in my social groups, that was not actually that big of a deal. The NWO wasn't that big of a deal. No, I'm talking about like the whole heel turn or whatever. Like it really didn't move us like that. Like it really didn't. Your group's insane. I don't know what else am saying. Maybe, but it it really didn't. And even for me, watching the WCW, like the NWO was like the thing I liked the least. Not even from like the heat, like the heat they were getting. Like I just didn't care about them. I I, I grant
0: you that. Okay, Hogan and Nash can't, you know, in ring wrestle their way out of a paper bag. But in terms of relevance, the NWO is, in my opinion, the greatest storyline in the history of the business.
1: Oh yeah, I'm definitely not in that camp. I am not because like What's honestly, better? I use WCW to like or the NWO to be like my bathroom breaks. I grant you that it and ran then, and then at one point it sucked years. because like three quarters of the roster was in NWO, MDO, Red and Black, or the LWO at one point. Well, yes, yeah, so it, it
0: ran on too long <laughs> It would eventually bankrupt the company. But before it did that, it saved the company from bankruptcy.
1: So. I, I felt like a genius because the whole time I was like, I was there to watch like the Mysterios and the Jerichos and you know all those other dudes were what the entertainment was i literally did not care about the nwo like to this still, day still tell me what's a better
0: storyline than the what's what's your favorite storyline of all time
1: i'd have to think about cuz i like a lot of stuff so i would have to i need i'm going to have to really think about it. it's like my favorite storyline in total i'm going to have to yeah i'm going to have to put some thought on it cuz there's a lot I don't even think I could just say just I'd have to. Ha- I'd, I'll probably we'll hit that up next week. I'll make a top five list. <laughs> <All right. laughs> we can do that. But yeah, like one of the reasons, though, I think this is a good topic. Oh, I got somebody doing lawn work outside. Hold up. <laughs> Y'all going to be listening to a lawnmower. Like one of the thing reasons I think this is a good topic, though, even from just an entertainment, a creator standpoint, whatever, is this is kind of like that whole thing of separating the Artists from the art. Yeah. You know, because even if somebody turns out to be just a straight ass,
0: that Hogan checks change, all those boxes.
1: <laughs> doesn't change what they've contributed previously. You know what I mean? Like it, because again, we're I agree with you. Hogan's done a lot of effed up stuff. But we also have to admit that pro wrestling, he was like the standard for probably about, well, hell, a whole decade practically. You know, he was the one in doing the kids movies and, you know, making an appearance in Rocky and, you know, body slamming Andre and doing all this stuff. Right. Like he had the iconic moments. He was the one doing the talk show circuit, like whatever. So you you have to admit that, like, he brought wrestling to being a household thing. And without him, like I said, there's probably a bunch of other dudes we don't like the Mr. Perfects, the Roddy Pipers you know, all that. Like, we may not know those guys because they all had good feuds with Hogan. So it's just like, eh.
0: That's it, that was, he did that basically one time as a face and then he made wrestling cool again as a heel because before the NWO, wrestling was in a, in a pretty bad down period. So bad, in fact, you know, WWE almost went bankrupt while WCW was doing its, you know, Whatever I forget how many weeks it was where they were at the top of the ratings. I mean, they almost bankrupted the WWE.
1: Yeah, I have a different perspective on why. I think they just you they got hung up on guys like Hogan and whatnot, and they weren't creating stars anymore. Kind of in a way, what they're well, doing yeah, right now. Absolutely, <laughs> like, they, you know, yeah, like that's that's kind of their problem because you see that like they peak when they're creating stars, and then they get a few and they kind of just ride that for a while. Yeah, but then eventually it starts to come down, and now you got to start all over because you weren't building during that period. And I think it's what's doing him in a little bit right now. And that's Parker. where I take points off
0: of Cena because he probably killed three of those guys when he buried the Nexus.
1: How old was no, Wade Baird? I'll give you two. But Wade Barrett Nexus. was incredibly over. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. I will give you Wade Barrett and Daniel Bryan has gone on to be almost, well, I would say almost. Yeah, good. And that's what I'm saying. That's, that's probably the two I would give you. Not as popular as Hogan. But as a matter of fact, yeah, Bray Wyatt was part of the Nexus,
1: now luckily he got away from them and, you know, well, I, I think Bray's a creative mind, but I do not, I don't enjoy his matches. Unfortunately, but
0: you understand that thousands of other people do.
1: (laughs) Oh, I do. I totally get that. But I also get how like people could see that and go like, yeah, but is he the one we want? You know what I mean? Like, I, I understand that, but in, I mean, to get into crazy wrestling talk, there's a lot of people that we look at like that, and they're still not working in the industry anywhere. So, you know, take that for what it is.
0: As I but, understand it. A lot of that is Bray's choice right now. He's, you know, he just got
1: married. So, yep. But you know, I, I, I think though. Back to the point. There's a, there's a lot of things like that that happen in life where people. You know, we've talked about it before. We talked like, you know, Bill Cosby obviously screwed up, but like. Are we just not? Are we going to pretend like the whole era of the Cosby Show just never happened?
0: Uh, I, we, we can't because there are no less probably, than ten comedians I can name who are you know household name comedians that'll tell you they started because they saw Bill Cosby himself, yeah. or they saw the Cosby Show, or they read one of Bill again. It, Cosby, it, if it had just been the TV show, he's revolutionary.
1: Yeah, or either if that, it, or or a different world, right? Which was basically a spinoff from yeah. The, the other show right if it had just
0: been his stand-up still revolutionary oh, if it had sure. just been the new york times best-selling because let's be honest a lot of comedians don't ever even comedians that have had huge movies and stand-ups don't get the new york times best-selling books they're hard to do no, it isn't just as simple as you put your jokes down on paper and make a bunch of money
1: but even stuff just you know politically i we We find out every year that, like, ah, man, George Washington did some effed up stuff. Thomas Jefferson was kind of effed up, right? Whatever. But we can't go back and just be like, yeah, but literally everything they said is is dumb now because we found out. like, uh, You know, like, it's tough because, like, bad people can still create good things, right? It doesn't mean it's hard right because it, it yeah. obviously their thing is still going to be in somewhat influenced by them as a person of their beliefs or whatever so like they're never going to be completely separated but it's it's the whole jk rowling thing right like i definitely don't want to support harry potter anymore but you if you grew up with that and you own all the hardbacks and whatever yeah. like are you just gonna go throw them in a fire
0: and, I mean, as, as I said the last time we discussed this, I think Will Whedon had the best point, you know, like these, some, a lot of, especially for people that grew up with for so many people, that was the first series of books they
1: enjoyed enough to yeah. read all
0: the way through.
1: Oh, dude, I remember one of my exes at the time worked at uh, Hastings, which that's something I don't even know if they even have any of those open anymore. But, I, I
0: want to say they're dead, but I know that for, for, for a fact.
1: But they had like midnight books book releases and whatever. And literally, I remember like kids and parents lined up down the block. Like, I mean, 100 people in a row in line. Like, you know, they had little everybody came in their little cosplays or whatever. And like, that was a thing for kids. So if you're a kid and you grew up having all those positive memories, I get it. Now, you know, I ain't worn my Ravenclaw shirt since she's, Mm. you know, come out being crazy. And
0: (laughs) and, since we, you know, since we jumped onto J.K. Rally, good all of my, well, I would say all, so many of my favorite comedians are going full turf now. Ricky Gervais, Dave Chappelle, Bill Maher, if you saw his
1: last episode. Nah, but doesn't surprise me. Yeah, but Bill Maher's kind of always been on the edge. You're kind of just waiting for a thing to happen. Yeah. I feel like
0: almost like, you know, a Howard Stern or a Russell Limbaugh. I'm not even sure Bill Maher believes
1: half of the crap he says, but he knows he'll get a reaction from the exactly. crowd. Exactly. He, he, he knows it's about engagement. Like the thing, though, I will say this, though, right? We, we've had those issues in in Magic, right? Where, Or, hell, in several games, for that matter, where, you know, let's let's use Seb McKinnon as a recent example. Right? Like, artists everybody liked. You know, I, I say everybody. Not my flavor, but it's super popular, right? Popular art style. People way into it. And now people are like, oh, he's one of those people. Like, he supports these things. Like, he was at these rallies or whatever. It's like, ah, that sucks. You know what I mean? Like, don't buy new stuff of his, but like, it's weird to be like embarrassed because you appreciated something the person's done previously. Yeah. It's like, yeah, eh. I right, get it the, though. One of the great yeah. things about magic cards is
0: there are so many ways to get somebody else's art on a magic card. Yep.
1: But yeah, it's such a, it's an interesting thing, right? Because I, you definitely don't want to support the problematic people, but at the same time, it's like, if they have done something good or positive, I think it's almost like we kind of just have to acknowledge it. it's, it, it's, it's. Yeah. I
0: will never give Hogan, Bill Cosby, or any of the people we just mentioned a
1: dollar for autograph. Exactly. Exactly. Right. But this is kind of like the whole baseball thing, right? Like we, we all know at this point that the mid nineties to like early two thousands were pretty effed up because yeah. of steroids and whatever. Right. That's been proven a bunch of different ways, whatever. But we're still not wanting to put some of the dudes into the Hall of Fame, right? Like, let's just admit the time was screwed up, even if you got to put an asterisk and just say, like, yeah. Well, I
0: think, you know, since you didn't catch them while they were doing it in most cases, how else do you prevent it from happening again?
1: Well, that's But the thing is, you have the writers saying, like, well, because we believe you did it, we can't put you in. Right. But. But what they did is still important because it, again, effectively saved baseball. Oh, it definitely did. Right? you, you. I remember watching shows where you were getting, like, cutaways. They're like, oh, this might be the day that, like, Mark McGuire breaks the home run record yeah. or whatever, right? And then it was like, oh, and him and Sosa are within, like, two home runs of each other. And then a couple of years later, it's like, oh, Barry Bonds is within five. So, you know, countdown's on or whatever, but nobody wants to put those dudes in the hall, right? It's just And I like, think Barry
0: Bonds, you know, Bonds' chase wasn't like Sosa's chase because by the time, you know, Bonds getting close, pretty much everybody knew he was cheating, so it was uncomfortable. We we were we were innocent during the Martin McGuire. So I'm sure people inside baseball
1: absolutely knew they were oh, cheating. Sure, sure. But, you know, I was, Did we even catch Barry Bonds? I remember they had one dude that was supposed to rat him out. But that dude was like, oh, I'm I just going to sit I'm, out I'm, here in jail or whatever. I mean,
0: I've read Game of Shadows. I pretty much believe everything that's in there. And I don't think I'm clear.
1: The, the results indicate I'm not alone in that. I feel you. But I'm just saying we haven't had like the person who supposedly could confirm it never talked to my knowledge.
0: And I guess, you know, we, we, since we're talking about, you know, the baseball's commissioner has pretty much absolute power. So we don't, we don't even need to to the evidence. We just need the commissioner
1: to be. Pretty sure, like Pete Rose, like I oh man, like that's another one. A dude who has the hit record, which has apparently st- stood forever. Yeah, like eh, he deserves it in too. Did he do some effed up stuff? Yeah, but like, mm? of course. The, the funny thing about
0: that now is, you know, they used to be like, oh, you know, all the sports are so pure. We got teams in Vegas now. Yeah, exactly. You, you turn on every sports broadcast and, hey, DraftKings is the official, you know, sponsor of the NFL, MLB, everything. So, yeah, that we've gone you know- for, well, I heard a broadcaster say on air that it's hilarious. I don't know if he got punished later, but he said, it's kind of funny how we went from never talking about gambling, you know, being instructed not to, to now everything is the official sports book of the NFL. Well,
1: yeah, like times change. The, the other thing, too, is – This can be a little bit complicated, right? Because if we use something like I Hate Your Deck, right, we've talked about on a couple episodes, even though they have some old stuff or maybe they had guests that you like to watch or whatever, you can't really watch it without supporting them because there's still ad revenue and stuff on YouTube. So that gets a little different layer of complication Because you're kind of like, ah, I still want to watch this thing that, I don't know, let's say the professor and somebody else was on on their show and you kind of want to go watch it. But you're also like, ah, but I don't want to support them with like ad views or have their stuff pop up on my home feed or whatever and get them some cheap revenue, right? Like, so that becomes tougher. Like you're saying, it's easy for us to not get an autograph from somebody or not pay for a dinner or a picture or whatever it is, right? When you see them at a convention. But you can't watch anything on their stuff without giving them money if it's online. So I guess it really just kind of depends on where their material is available, possibly. Which is kind of strange to think about, but I mean, it's just, I guess the way the world works right now. And I guess
0: there, there's been no word from YouTube on any kind of, I guess, punishment for a hate your dick. I haven't seen or heard anything.
1: No. Um, I
0: have no clue if there's going to be. I, I think this is kind of uncharted territory where I don't know of another situation where yeah. somebody has, has gotten caught for doing something that totally isn't on YouTube. And then just a bunch of people have said, I don't want to be on your YouTube channel anymore. I yeah, can't. See, think that, of that's, it.
1: that's kind of the thing, right? Because it didn't occur in YouTube. It didn't occur as the process of the content. To my knowledge, there's not been an official court case. And there are j- just the whole. And I know, you know, this is not me defending them. I'm just saying, like from a YouTube legal side, yeah. like how do they justify taking the action without possibly opening themselves up to a legal issue?
0: You know. And collaborations are a wild west. If you didn't sign any kind of contract beforehand, yeah. I think YouTube's hands are are, are tied, unfortunately. Yeah, in so a lot a, of this. It's stuff. a little
1: tough. I don't. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a way that YouTube could justify it, but I think it opens themselves up to, even if they could win, it's some amount of money and legal stuff you don't want to mess with, unnecessarily. And also, even though their channel was sizable, it's still kind of small pickles in the case of YouTube. Yeah. So it's, it's not like you, you don't want to raise a stink or you know go through a whole legal process for somebody that's not, at least in the million subscriber count, I would imagine, if you could avoid it. Especially
0: when this is the same company that employs Doctor Disrespect, who supposedly did something so terrible he can't ever work for Twitch again.
1: Yeah, that's such a weird one because I actually thought, okay, we'll get a year and a half down the road or whatever, and stories will come out. But like, uh, yeah, and we still got nothing. 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 And this is this is after he went like he got temporarily suspended because he was going around a convention taking pictures of people or whatever and filming stuff, and apparently got a glimpse of some people in a bathroom. Yeah. Right. That was
0: super dumb. He, he earned his suspension on yeah, that. and
1: immediately that one, he didn't fight because he was like, yeah, that was stupid. I needed to turn the camera off before that. that you know, so but, maybe it was just they were tired
0: of the big, Just Every month it was something. It could have been just a cumulative. See,
1: three, that's what st- I was thinking. Three maybe. strikes
0: and you're out possibly.
1: Yeah, because I was thinking if it was a big enough story, you would say, okay, here's why. Right, But I, I, I'm with you. The more it went on and the less we heard, it might have just been like, hey, this was like the eighth or ninth thing, dude. We're just done. Right. Every other month, it's something with you. You know, we keep getting these complaints, blah, blah. We have to answer all these news stories or whatever. It's just like, forget it. It's just not worth the hassle.
0: I know he he had really kind of started going deep into the whole COVID misinformation, the conspiracy theories. And that was right when people were getting on Twitch for not really doing anything about it. So, hey, maybe that's a case where they did part of a
1: thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe they were just ahead of it. Who knows? Uh, speaking of, let's. Uh, I don't know, man. Like we opened the show talking about this, that obviously it's what, you know everybody's talking
0: about right now for obvious some, reasons.
1: Some crazy shootings down your way. We talked about some shootings last week. Yeah, just
0: the past, the, the, the past. Not even a full two weeks has been even by the sad, you know, standard that's starting to be said in America. The past.
1: I believe the number is like 17 in the last 14. So I don't know. Like, I don't think we're going to say anything that's not already been said that isn't obvious. I'm just going to throw a couple of things at people real quick. Understand that, unfortunately, Brian's got kids. And when I see stuff like this, I think about you and your kids, right? Like that that could have been any school, genuinely. I mean, you're talking about a grown person went to an elementary school to go shoot some people up. So that could be anywhere. Doesn't have to be a high school. Doesn't have to be a middle school. And one of the things we've run into recently is a couple of years back, Texas lowered the age of people to be able to buy weapons to 18 from 21. We've also changed the laws and made it easier for people under the age of 21 to also carry. So you can now have people that are 18 to 20 carrying weapons legally. And if you go look up the stats, people age 18 to 21 make up almost 20% of these mass shootings, yet they only make up depending on the numbers you look at on recent census or whatever, four to 5% of the population. Yet we're making it easier for these people to get guns. And when you're going to sit here and say that we need to change all these laws on 20 other things, because that's going to fix the problem. Most recently, abortion. But then say us changing laws on guns. Well, that's not going to solve anything. That really tells us what you think about people and especially kids. So, Brian, if, if story... we could have prevented
0: one or two of these shootings, it's well worth it. And Shoot. you can't tell me the change all these laws wouldn't have stopped one or two. For example, this this guy being 18 years old, being able to purchase assault rifles. Yeah, an assault rifle at that. Yeah, what I, I'm going to continue asking what you need that I I get the Constitution allows you to have it, but at this
1: point, I think we're all entitled to ask what the hell you need it for. And when you look at other countries, I mean, you know as well you've probably got international friends or followers or whatever on socials at this point, but constantly I have conversations with them. Some of the places where they actually have guns, even, and they just don't understand. Right, they don't have any of the problems. They don't have n- obviously near the number of deaths, and everybody who wants a gun has one. And you're talking about Scandinavian countries and stuff like they have a ton of guns. So it's not like you can't have flaws and training and everything else, and people not own guns. Like you there can are totally countries have you
0: know where military service is basically compulsory where you reach a certain age. Yeah. So you have to be trained in the proper usage of guns. And, and, and we still don't see this happening in these countries.
1: And that applies to everything. We're talking about our penal system. We're talking about just training for law enforcement. You know, like we do a bad job compared to the majority of the world. And it sucks because we're fed this growing up that like, oh, we're number one. We're the greatest. Like we're not number one in hardly anything that's worth a damn anymore, except for cancer research, I think and obviously deaths, homicides. We, we, lead, we lead the world in, in maternity deaths.
0: Well, as our senator from Louisiana explained, if you don't count the black people, the numbers go down a lot.
1: Yeah, not realizing that that doesn't
0: help his argument. Yeah, it just they, they, we're seeing so many of our people in
1: power saying all the quiet parts out loud. It's so ridiculous, so unreal. And it's just like, what are you doing? You know, the same people say, oh, we, we can't have free education. We can't have free healthcare, or whatever. It's like, no, there are places that do that and they're fine. Like, we can't keep sitting here and saying that we're the greatest. I, I was explaining to somebody not long ago and they thought I was lying. Like the average high schooler coming out of places like Africa or whatever are better educated than American high schoolers. Now, don't be wrong. Africa has some wonderful places and some decent places doing quality education. the average American, they think it's all Serengeti. But it's like we, like they just have no idea. We had, and what's the worst part is, I don't even remember the last time we've been number one in a lot of good stuff. And it's hard to argue that we should
0: be because you know how how well can you teach when you're having to do talk about bulletproof backpacks and. Hiding under desks and and you know active shooter drills is the thing. Like how we used to do fire drills, again. now we got to have active shooter drills.
1: Oh, I remember we had to do the the what was it the the bomb drills or whatever. Yeah, we had to get like under. Now I don't know why they taught it because it's not like getting under our desk. We're going to do a damn thing if somebody drops a nuke on us or whatever. I think right. that
0: was just to help us feel like the adults in charge had a plan, and as yeah, yes, we so realize cool now.
1: Like I remember, even as a kid, like watching some movies and then like putting two and two together, and going like, if this happens, how is being under my desk going to save me? Yeah. <laughs> you if know?
0: you played, you know, Fallout or any of those games, yeah. <laughs> like
1: wait, it doesn't sound like. Uh, but that this was is just trembling.
0: Like basically, the thing
1: is, though, the difference is that was an existential threat, like from somebody else. Right? Yeah, that wasn't possibly going to be your neighbor, or someone's parents. And when I talk to teachers and I see all these stories and they talk about all these different plans and the training and whatever, it's like, that's ridiculous, man. We
0: just don't need that. Uh, America has seen the enemy and sadly it is us.
1: It's been us. You know, and this ain't even, well, I mean, I was going to say not really a racist thing, but sadly it is a bunch of, a lot of times it is younger white dudes. But largely it's beyond that, right? It's it's just we need to just be more aware and do something about it. I mean all, and,
0: all the things, you know, that, that we argue about and fight against and what's the what you know what's dragging America down is just it's the true pandemic is selfishness. I yeah. wanna wear a mask. Because of my freedoms, I won't get vaccinated. Because of my freedoms, regardless of what ha- happens to the people dying around me, you can't have my gun because my freedom. And second amendment, but regardless of children getting murdered is, on a daily basis. And
1: here's the thing: I had to have a long discussion back and forth with one of my followers on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, trying to explain to him that like the one thing, the way I explained it to a relative actually is. You have one side being the liberals, I guess, that wants to fix things that are actually problems. And we're trying to make things better for all people. We don't care what side you're on. But the other side, being the conservatives, are all trying to solve things that aren't problems yet. They're all scare tactics. It's all what ifs. And this person wants to take this from you. Well, if this happens, you're not going to have a job. Or if this happens, we're going to go bankrupt or blah, blah. But none of those things are things. Critical race theory, for example. But it's not just that. It's like you're sitting here saying, well, we can't have gay teachers because it might make my kids gay. Which has never been how that works. Their side, literally in multiple states right now, is trying to reduce the legal age of marriage. With no bottom age. Right. So which one's really the problem? You've made up a scenario where for some reason, some gay teacher is magically going to be trying to convert your kid to being gay. Yet you have people right now saying they want to marry your kid and not get arrested for it. Like they want to make that legal. Like I don't understand. As they say, the math ain't mathing, <laughs> right? You're saying, well, we're going to change all these laws because it's going to stop all these abortions. Yet, when I and this is part of that conversation I was talking about, I was like, I was trying to explain to him, like, that's only going to move to a different problem. Like, you don't want to do all the things that want to that will stop the abortions, right? Make healthcare cheaper, make education cheaper, make minimum wage higher have some type of child care. Hell, the people who are pushing to overturn this stuff have voted against all those things. Hell, most recently, voted against maternity paternal leave. So you care about kids and you care about development, all this stuff, but you want to vote against all these things. Hell, last year, I sat with people who were genuinely v- arguing against giving money to take care of kids that aren't in school currently. And I'm like, if you care about people and kids, that should be the one thing we don't even have a discussion about. If a kid needs food because their family's poor and they're used to getting one of their meals at school and they haven't gone to school, fine. Like, I don't care. Take an extra couple of dollars from me every month. If it feeds a bunch of kids, I don't care. That's not even like that shouldn't be a thing we even argue over. But it gets so tough when you see people that are in favor of all these things that just lead to more deaths, more problems, whatever. And then it's all scare tactics on, well, this could happen.
0: And God forbid we, uh, you know, we do something about student loan debt. Because I, I paid mine. Everybody should be poor
1: because I was poor while I was working, working my Man, way to get out of college. That bucket doesn't hold any water for me either. It's like my great great grandmother was a slave. Does that mean I should be too? Well, depending on which congressman you ask. Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like some people might like that, right? But it's like just because it happened to you doesn't mean it didn't happen to somebody else. I'm told it should be left up to the states by by,
0: uh, a congressman from Indiana there. yeah,
1: Hell, I got ripped off by a bank and had to be part of a class action shoot. Should we not have done anything and then the next person gets ripped off by the bank? Like, that, that argument is so terrible. But, yeah, I know we got off on a rant here a little bit. But, like, honestly, man, it's terrible that people have to worry about this, that kids have to be concerned about this crap. Like, it just... Hell, not only that, and this is on top of all this, with all this going on, I shared this the other day, yesterday, on or Tuesday on Twitter, because it was voting day in Arkansas, I think for the primaries or whatever, but they had a sheriff, I believe it is in Prairie something, I can't remember the name of the town, who literally was interviewed by the news, saying that, oh yeah, I, I use the N word occasionally or whatever, like just... Like, bruh, what? <laughs> and they have him on. This actually happened. It's laughable because it's so bad. The fact that, that he
0: a, was comfortable with saying that.
1: Oh, not just that. There's a 911 call. I believe it's like at a the Dollar General. Something happened. And they ask him. He has, okay, sure. What's the address or whatever? They give it to him. And he audibly says on the 911 recording, like, oh, so black people. All right. Like, like, what? <laughs> like, bruh. Seriously. And these people are in office in these places supporting all these views or whatever. And you wonder how things are messed up. Like all we can do y'all, you got to get everybody out. Everybody that you know that isn't voting or whatever, or doesn't like something, get them out there and get them motivated, man. Cause we ain't going to get change Things change any other way that, and we got to get some younger people in office too. I mean, that's, I mean, don't be wrong. You got to need a handful of old people because you got to have somebody pulling for the, the senior citizens and the Social Security or whatever. Like I get I'm all that.
0: seniority on committees is important.
1: Yeah. You don't need a whole thing,
0: a whole Congress of freshmen because nothing will get accomplished. Yeah, you know, yeah.
1: But like the fact that you got people who don't understand technology, they don't understand streaming, they don't understand so much stuff in the world right now. Right. Like you, it just doesn't make sense. You got to have some younger folks in there to just different perspectives and people that aren't invested in a lot of these long time business. Like it's otherwise nothing's going to change, man. And it sucks because, you know, we can try to be positive and have fun and try to bring entertainment to people with our gaming and our podcasts or whatever, all we want, but then it's always going to be broken up by this. Now here's, we'll probably leave on this note. But the stat you've probably seen going around recently is that today, or I guess the time you're listening to this, will have 146 days so far this year. And in that time, if the average stays the same, there will now have been 217 mass shootings in the U.S. in that time. That's crazy. That means realistically, anybody in the country listening to this show has a realistic chance of somebody within probably a few hundred miles of them having to have dealt with this sometime within a two-week window. That shouldn't be a thing. So Brian, why don't you tell everybody they can find you on socials. All
0: right, I am Brian Sonic on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and our family channel on YouTube is
1: Alan's Ever After. And as always, you can find me at PowerDragon, P-O-W-R-D-R-A-G-N on most social stuff. And keep an eye out, like I said, for those uh, buying videos and stuff over my channel next week, because that should be some good stuff. But wherever you're listening, whenever you're listening, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Please take care of yourself, because there's still COVID going around and everything else. And if you got kids or whatever, go hug them. Give them a hug and a kiss for us. And remember to be awesome and be awesome to each other. If you'd like to further support Color of Magic, you can find us at our website at colorofmtg.com. We also have a Patreon if you'd like to donate Other patreon.com slash colorofmagic. You can also find us on Facebook under Color of Magic. And if you want to follow us along at Twitter, you can find us there at color of MTG. And as always, please share the podcast around to your friends, your network, people you think might enjoy it because every little bit helps as we're trying to increase our user base.